Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. I'm the host, Matt Pierce, at mpierce6 on Twitter, and we did a little sports yesterday, and today we're back, pulling double duty this week. We're going to be doing a little bit on the comic book side, um, since it's been a while since we've done some of the comic book stuff. So we got a little bit to catch up on, and if I'm talking comics, you know I'm talking to Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Good to, good to hear from you. Um so, it's been a while since you've been on. When was the last time you were on? Oh, geez. Uh, according to Skype, uh, August 10th. <laughs> oh, man. So, ways ago. So, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, a few weeks. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember when you were on. might have been for the Crime Alley pod, which was a while ago. Yeah, that would have been the last one. All right, so... Good one to go out on. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Um, so, it's been a while. So, we've had a few uh, trailers, a few episodes of stuff some teasers some information coming out on a lot of the upcoming marvel and dc television shows that are coming out in late september early october so i'm getting pretty excited for those we're getting back into our uh getting getting back into the comic books i'm excited for for arrow and flash to be back on the television um First off, I'm going to start by asking you if you've seen the trailer for season two of Flash. I did. And didn't give a whole lot away, but it certainly got me hype. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was actually kind of hilarious because if you watched it, it was clearly one of the laziest trailers of all time. Yep. Because all they did was take the... Uh, old you know stuff that they had of the flash running through the old mm-hmm. you know bits of transition central, shots <laughs> yeah transition shots of him running through central city and then just re-rendered it to have a blue streak so it was like oh my god the blue streak what does that mean right what could it be <laughs> well it could mean so many things uh first off uh last time you were on or not last time but one of the earlier times when you were on when we did our flash review we discussed towards the end if you want to go back and listen to that uh who we thought the main villain for season two of the flash was. And uh, right. one of the guys we suggested could be cobalt blue. So mm-hmm. cobalt blue, who is the future version of Malcolm Thawne, uh, Eobard Thawne's twin brother that looks exactly like Barry Allen could, mm-hmm. it could be cobalt blue. That's one of the uh, possibilities, but I don't think, I think like they're, they are hitting the hardcore comic book references, but I think that one would be even too inside. Um, at the end of Flash season one, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, um, we do go see ahead. go see it. <laughs> yeah, you should go see it. Uh, we do see Barry Allen run straight into some sort of time vortex of some sort. Um, so, how would season two of the Flash being spent in Earth two grab you? Oh, I don't know. The whole season spent in an alternate. <laughs> In an alternate Earth, I, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, we we kind of talked about this before with uh, like the Flashpoint paradox and whatnot, where you know, for as many interesting things that there could be, there's also a lot of annoying, weird things. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd be interested in maybe a little bit of that, but I don't. I you know, I I want to get my people back. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Now, we did get a couple of teases when Barry was, like, running through that time vortex on the way to his uh, thing at the end where he was uh, running to try and save his mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of things we saw were clips of Barry Allen in jail. 
mm-hmm. which could be some sort of Earth 2 thing. Like maybe an Earth 2 Barry Allen isn't revered, right? Maybe he's a he's a hated in the public eye, which is why he's in jail. We also saw uh, Caitlin Snow's character, and we got a little tease of Killer Frost during that. So maybe if it was Earth 2, right, yeah. Killer Frost is also... You know, the, the Caitlyn Snow character is, is, is a bad, is a villain in, in the Earth 2 version. Right. Um, what did you think of the Jay Garrick tease that they had in the trailer? Oh, did I miss one in the trailer? Ooh. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. I, I saw one in the like season finale that I thought was interesting, but uh, yeah, they had I, I didn't see one in the trailer, no. In the, in the trailer for uh, one of the voiceovers uh is a guy going i'm jay garrick and i'm here to help you or something like <laughs> something oh jeez you know what i completely misheard the name that's what it was yeah it was jay I, garrick yeah I, I don't know whether it was me not paying attention or the way the line was delivered but i heard my name is jake eric <laughs> and i'm like that's a terrible name <laughs> no it's jay, it was jay garrick so <laughs> wow that went right over my head <laughs> armed with like, that with that new uh, piece of knowledge. Like DC, always two first names. Jake, Eric, what a terrible name. So like I said, armed with that new knowledge that we're going to get a little Jake Eric in some form in season two. How does that? Well, now I feel a lot better about it. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than Jake Eric. Do you think? When he runs the time vortex, he will be running back into time, maybe? Um, I, I, I think it's more likely that we could get, um, because it is like some sort of singularity and time's all fucked up and all kind of crammed together the way you would get when, you know, two black holes crash into each other in real space um, with weird time dilation effects. I think it's more likely that we might get an episode or two of, you know, Barry Allen lost in time before somehow finding a way back to his own universe but you know possibly oh man i was only in there for two days now it's six months later and everything's changed you know with possible repercussions i i think that's more likely where there's sort of like some elseworlds things that end up crossing over again in the future which i think would be interesting it would it would also allow them to perfectly or seamlessly transition if you will into the legends of tomorrow if they wanted barry allen to uh be in some of those episodes because it seems like legends of tomorrow is going to do a lot of time traveling because they already introduced rip hunter and they're going to fight it it seems like the first season of legends of tomorrow is going to be about them fighting vandal savage through the ages of time until they eventually get him so, yeah, and so kind of establishing that sort of paradigm now, I mean, you can only really do it with the Flash at this point, which, I mean, they've they've given a lot of precedent for that, and I'm down for it. Uh, so so I don't like it as, like, a big, like, well, Barry's just going to be sucked up into this time hole, and that's the uh, that's the season. I'm more like that he got sucked up into it, temporarily found his way back, and now he's got to deal with the consequences of it. Like, this is their new... Um, uh, reactor explosion. Yeah, it could be. Uh, one like of the all, other... the all the minor villains of the week might have to be, you know, might be from. Oh, I'm from. You know, I'm Booster Gold. I'm from the future. I just ended up <laughs> in your timeline. That would be awesome. How would that be? Oh, if we got a Booster Gold reference, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. A uh, few people on the internet uh, because the tagline for this uh, season was Zoom is coming. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to uh, argue about that one. Yeah. Well, 
It depends on which way they're going with it, because some of the people on the Internet have theorized that it could be Jeff Johns did this really good uh, flash run a few years back mm-hmm. about the blue flash, which was the, the blue flash was Barry Allen. And there was actually a blue flash in the original uh, 90s uh, <laughs> flash show, the one that had Mark Hamill on it as the trickster. Well, I guess yep. they both had Mark Hamill on it as the trickster. But the one that was, was on in the 90s, they did a, uh, a blue flash and he was kind of like Bizarro Flash in that version. But Oh, I see, I see. In the Jeff Johns version, the blue flash is basically Barry Allen in the future, but... I wouldn't say he's evil Barry Allen. He's more like dark Barry not Allen. Anti-hero. <laughs> not that much. He's, he's more like a broken Barry Allen because the, the blue Flash, basically in his timeline, he's failed every time he's tried to save someone. Like he's always been a step too slow. And, yeah. you know, like Iris is dead. And, and of course, he never saved his mom. His mom's dead. And a couple of the... Uh, you know, a couple of his friends are dead, and basically he, he's been so completely ruined by all that. He's just a ruined man. Yeah, he's a completely ruined man, and so he basically puts together the time stream and says, you know, what is the common thread in all of this? And he goes, the common thread in all of this bad stuff happening to me is me. Yeah. And so he goes, I'm going to go back in time and kill myself, therefore sparing all of his friends the oh i see so i'm you from the future and you've made too many mistakes you can't be allowed to survive (laughs) exactly so that was that and that was a lot of fun because which isn't even um like evil it's it's very reverent (laughs) yeah it's 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 not like i've got a lot of regret i'm not angry i hate to have to do this but (laughs) yeah exactly which is why it was it was well received because it wasn't doing the typical Oh, I, in the future, I'm bad. And now I'm going to go back in time and be like, eh, you know, I'm just yeah, kind of, it, it's kind of corny in that sense. But I mean, I really liked it the way they did it because that, that version, the blue Barry Allen, he was a tortured man, not a like, yeah, I'm husk of a man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a, a stereotype, you know, a couple people died. So now I'm super emo and I'm going to, you know, go back in time and kill myself. And no. like, and like, I regret the curse that has befallen you. It's a mercy to kill you now. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that could be one of the ways they go with it. That's uh, interesting. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, in keeping with the DC theme, we'll do DC first, then we'll get to what Marvel's up to uh, these days. Uh, have you watched any of the Vixen episodes on CWC? I saw the two of them, yes, the little yeah. five-minute ones. Yeah, I think there's only a couple episodes. Always always ended on a cliffhanger. That have been released, yeah. Uh, what do you think so far? Uh, I could get into it. I mean, I need more than the ten minutes I've had so far, but I'm if there were a third one, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I, like, I, I really like it. Like, I, 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 DC in animated form has always been spectacular. Well, and, and that's just it. Like I, I, I don't know that my opinion of it is a, a whole lot above my average bar of it's a DC animated show, so I love it. Like, I, like I'm already on board. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know that there's anything that like as soon as it's like oh new DC animated series, like yes, okay, I will watch that. It, it, I don't know that there's anything specific about this one so far that is like this one's better than that bar that I've already set so high. <laughs> right? No, but like it's cool that they did stuff in terms of they're actually connecting it to their 
yeah, CW. And that's that's where I think I can get really into it. And and like you say, I always appreciate the uh, animated series, which I think you kind of almost have to do for a character like Vixen. Um, I don't know. It, it seemed really interesting. I'm definitely down for more. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I mean, it sucks that we've got to wait a week at a time to get five minute chunks of of this thing, but it, it is. Oh pretty, yeah, it is pretty cool. And <laughs> By I the hope time they... you get comfortable in your chair, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good and and you know neil flynn's doing the voice of somebody in that show i don't necessarily know i don't really know i've never been a guy who reads a lot of vixen outside of um i thought she was really cool and you know like in just you see her in justice league and i, I think she's pretty cool and i know that yeah yeah and i mean she magic takes a thought at a few at a few different points but you never really get any insight into her character <laughs> yeah she in the, if you watch the justice league unlimited she was always dating the uh john stewart green lantern in that show and she got to you know, do some pretty kind of sucks. I mean, that's uh, you might be a cool character, but dating John Street Green Lantern is like tying an anchor around your neck. <laughs> I suppose, although she was pretty badass in it. I, I oh, she was. I, I'm just saying, like you know, I didn't much care for her storyline with him, and that is basically all she was on that show. <laughs> I just, I just remember uh, one of my favorite Vixen moments of all time because my my fiance is big into animals. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of not liking the Justice League Unlimited. She she much prefers it when it's just the original kind of seven, you know, back like the big three, and then Flash. Which I and- get, but I mean, people have said this about um, I think it was Jeff Loeb too, where he likes to open up the toy box and take everyone out. <laughs> here they all are. Um, I I kind of like that. Where I'm like, oh man, here's like this minor character that like you know, here's Supergirl, here's Captain Marvel, here's the Green Arrow. Like, ones who don't necessarily get as much screen time as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. But um, I remember there was one episode where it was, uh, I want to say it was early. Like, it was less than 10 episodes in, I think. But there was one where it was essentially all the females got to do all the cool stuff. So it was, like, Hot Girl, Wonder Woman, uh, Vixen, and a couple others who I'm forgetting. Like, you know, Hawk and, not Hawk and Dove, but uh, Ice and Fire and Ice, right? And yeah. uh Vixen gets a couple of cool hero shots where I was like, like I said, my fiance loves animals. And I was like, babe, you know, watch Vixen here. You're going to like her. She's got cool powers. And then she does the thing where she like warps and then you see like a cheetah come and she starts, you know, booking it with the speed of a cheetah. And then as soon as she's at top speed, she morphs into like an elephant and just Just crashes. Yeah. Yeah, just rams right into the guy. And she was just like, cool. (laughs) Was that the uh, Solomon Grundy episode? I think it was. I can't remember off. That one was a decent one too. Yeah. I, I think it was, but like, I really like this Vixen stuff and I think it's cool that they're um, attaching it to their live action universe because it opens the door. Cause they had Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell, good Canadian boy, Stephen Amell, <laughs> the voices of, you know, Arrow and Flash again. It, I mean, they were only there for two seconds when it looked like they were chasing down Vixen and yep. we're going to get the, you know, uh, the next, we're going to get five minute chunks of the event leading up to that instance but it i mean it opens the door for them to just cast somebody as vixen and throw her in an episode of the arrow and i'm into that like i, I think that would be really cool what do you think yeah, I'm, I'm in <laughs> like i said I, I the the bar for my dc animated is already so high like i'm already on board the fact that this seems interesting so far and it's about a character that we haven't got a lot of in previous dc television series um 
you know, they, they kind of wet my appetite for it with Justice League Unlimited, and now we're finally getting a closer look. Um, and the fact that they're tying it into uh, two other shows that I enjoy watching already. I mean, yes, if I'm in, <laughs> there's no question. Uh, in keeping with the animated, well, I was just gonna, I should say before uh, one last thing on Vixen before we, we move on. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope that they do this with other characters in CW, especially if they're if they're just going to do it at five minute clips. Mm-hmm. I I would like to see them do it with some other characters as well. Oh, sure, like dip in like this. Yeah, even I mean, just. A- like a web series yeah yeah absolutely like do fire and ice and hire some brazilian chick to play like fire (laughs) and then just have them going around and then sprinkle them into flash and all those other shows it's because like certain ones like right like vixen would fall more into arrow like i think she would fall better into the arrow type of show but if you had like uh fire and ice specifically or steel or somebody like that like there it is do steel for God's sake, yep. do, do Steel. Give Steel the, the next... Give Steel something, please. <laughs> yeah, give Steel something and then mix them into the the CW-verse. Um, the Killing yeah, Joke... And as we were saying kind of earlier about um, the like Flash being able to kind of dabble with the... I fell into this weird time vortex and now all these like extra like character like they have a lot of room then to play with other characters who are maybe not recognizable but they don't need to have a big part like they can kind of dip into minor characters every now and then that might even be from different time periods absolutely like how cool would it have how cool would it be to have a flash episode set in batman beyond oh yeah absolutely. i mean they, they, they can never do that i mean because there's like some sort of bat mandate thing that they can't do but the bat garrison it's yeah but, just, uh, imagine that Imagine that, like, I mean, throw some Static Shock in there, you know? Yeah, there's another good one. Here's a character you're not using. Do Static Shock or do, uh, you could go back and, like, Flash could end up in, like, Old West Time or something like that. And and then, you know, can't tap into the Speed Force. And then they have to do the uh, Back to the Future 3 thing where he's like, I gotta build up enough speed and stuff like that. And then... Jonah Hex. Up and Jonah Hex is there. <laughs> yeah, and Jonah Hex is there. Perfect. You know, there we go. We just we just wrote season three. Of the the season one, the season one finale of yeah. Justice. There you go. <laughs> Whoops. Never mind. Already done it. <laughs> uh, the Killing Joke is officially whoop, whoop. A, a thing. They are going to animate the greatest Joker story of all time, and they're bringing all the original voices back. Kevin Conroy's back as. Batman and more so previously retired Mark Hamill. He didn't retire, retire, but he retired as Joker after mm. Arkham City. But he did say on Kevin Smith's one of the f- first episodes of Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman, which you know came out a couple of years ago, was a two-parter with him and talking to Mark Hamill, which I highly recommend if you're a Batman fan. And mm. Mark Hamill in that did say that he would come out of retirement if they were going to animate the killing joke to do the Joker. And he made good on that promise because he's back. Yeah. Sounds like he demanded it. <laughs> yeah. I would and, who, so. and who are you to say no? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you this though. We, we, I don't think we've ever had a bad Joker. I, I can't think of a bad Joker that they've done in all of Batman animated stuff. I mean, maybe Kevin Michael Richardson's. Oh, animated. Okay. Yeah, just, I'm talking animated. Yeah, like like I don't think we've ever had ma- like maybe Kevin Michael Richardson's in the Batman show. I didn't mind that. No, I'm not. I'm saying that, that was the worst. That, one, that, that was one's probably the worst, but yeah, that one's probably the quote unquote worst. But like that's still his was still like a B plus Joker. 
Because I really, I think that his voice, I like his, yeah, the theme of that show. It did, and I actually really like the uh, design of that Joker. Oh yeah, where he's like, as far as as far as the animation style of that show. Yeah, I really like that one where he looked like he was from like Alice McGee's, or oh, sorry, Alice McGee's American McGee's Alice. Like that's what the Joker would have looked like if he was in that particular show. <laughs> it's insane. Um, right. Yeah. So we're, we're both super excited for the Killing Joke. Uh, can't wait oh, for that get uh probably to the point where i'm gonna buy a hard copy of that on dvd just so i can hold it in my hand um they announced that a couple of characters for the supergirl show which i'm sure you're super excited for i am and i haven't actually been keeping up on it because i just kind of want to go into a blind <laughs> fair enough but i'm gonna spoil this hit me Mm-hmm. They introduced, uh, or they, they announced that they cast, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but they, ca- they, they cast the character of Dr. T.O. Morrow, which is right, right, right. a terrible old, like... Come on, guys. <laughs> re- well, when it's written in the 50s, right? Like those oh, I know, I know. Those came up with in the 50s. So that means that Red Tornado can't be too far behind, so... All right. Uh, Marvel just introduced their, their sentient android character in Vision. And DC's mm-hmm. not too far behind them. Is they're gonna put? Looks like they're gonna put Red Tornado in uh, Supergirl. Are you interested to see what kind of take they have on a live action Red Tornado? I am, and uh, mostly because I know that I mean the special effects budget for this show has got to be awesome. I mean, it just needs to be. It, you would assume so based on Supergirl. You would um, assume so based on the trailer, right? There's a lot of there were that like. It was, Flashy as heck. <laughs> yeah, that four-minute trailer they had, which I assume served as kind of their mini-pilot, mm-hmm. there was a lot of her flying around, which doesn't oh, yeah. seem like it would be very cheap. No, it works for me. I also um, I enjoyed what they did, even if it was just a little, little bit here and there, with Red Tornado in Young Justice in the first season. Everybody loves Red Tornado. So I yeah I would like to see another version of them definitely it, it it's the vixen thing all, all over again where it's like you know here's a few tastes of a character that you think you might like and here they are again ten years later in another medium <laughs> yeah I I mean it looks like I mean the best thing I think that they ever did with Red Tornado was th- there's an episode of Batman Brave and the Bold where mm-hmm. um, Diedrich Bader's Batman and uh, red tornado he like batman was basically trying to explain christmas to the red tornado and it was a basically it essentially served as a christmas episode of brave and the bold and like it's i really like brave and the bold because brave and the bold is perfect for um like i've I've got a three or a four-year-old niece and you can fire brave and the bold on and brave and the bold is perfect because she's not reaching and i'm not stooping and so when you do stuff like Batman's going to teach the every man's Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's so perfect. But I mean, it's also fun because they also do crazy crap. Like they like they did a Joe Chill episode on that when Batman finds out that Joe Chill killed his parents and and confronts Joe Chill and the Spectre is like watching over Batman while stuff is going on and and it's like oh my god I really like Brave and the Bold I think Brave and the Bold is incredibly underrated. I think I should give that a shot. Actually, you really should. I mean, the first season is when they they. It was kind of first few episodes of the first season are a little tough to get through because that was when they are they super childish. <laughs> yeah, they were super childish, not in a way that it's unwatchable, but in a way that they didn't yet know what they wanted to be. 
was the Mm -hmm. thing, right? Like they were like, do we make it full Adam West Batman, but in cartoon form in, you know, 2010, or do we make it like, and eventually like they weren't sure, but eventually they found a happy medium between, you know, kind of doing like a super frenzy type Batman and the nineties animated Batman that was, you know, dark and, and just so fantastic. I Brave and the Bold is really good. Um, huh. Speaking of other Batman stuff, uh, we got the season two trailer for Gotham. I believe it's called Rise of the Villains or something akin to that. It was it was a terrible title for season two, or whatever it's called. Um, now going to be bad guys in this season, <laughs> essentially, right? Now they you did not watch season one of Gotham, right? No, the only thing I've seen, I saw like half of an episode at someone's house once while we were waiting to go to the bar, and I saw the Crime Alley scene for our Crime Alley podcast earlier last month. Which is terrible. But uh, that's all I've seen. I've seen probably 25 minutes of that show. Well, as a guy who is completely on the outside, but is a giant Batman fan, Mm. how did the Gotham, like what did the Gotham season two trailer look like to you? It looked like a bunch of gratuitous shots of someone who I'm pretty sure is the Penguin. Uh, I've, I've seen him as the Penguin. I know he's the Penguin. Uh, it looked like he was talking with Jim Gordon. I know he's Jim Gordon because he's what's his face from the OC, and I know ben that McKenzie. he's Jim Gordon. <laughs> he's actually pretty good on, on this show, I will say. He's not my Commissioner Gordon, but I have heard that. Yeah. the show is not like it, it, the, the bad parts of this show usually have nothing to do with Ben It's McKenzie. not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was that, um, and there was someone who, you know, I assume was the Riddler, someone who I assume is the Joker. Uh, I don't know. It, I can't watch this show for the same reason that I never super got into Smallville, because it's just like, let's do the character's backstory. Oh, wait, they weren't interesting until they were an adult, and then, you know, so let's just throw everyone in there 20 years earlier than they should be in there. And I don't care for it. <laughs> Yeah, the fundamental problem with Gotham is you're trying to tell the story of characters 15 years before they're actually interesting. Right, and and a lot of the things like in in say um, uh, the animated series, Batman the animated series, they would just sometimes throw a villain in there. Like I don't think they ever had a uh, well, they clearly never had a Joker origin in the animated series, but I don't think that they had a Penguin origin. I don't think that they had a Ivy origin. I don't think they had a Catwoman or like they just had the characters there. Batman knew who they were already, like, and and we were fine with that. We didn't need to know. Like, I'm not saying that these characters don't have interesting origins necessarily. I just don't know that TV is the best medium to show that, and it sucks because I mean it's kind of the best rogues gallery that there is. But what's interesting about them, I think, is by and large you don't know why they. Are are the way they are yeah and specifically for the joker right because the joker I, to me, like i mean we all know how like say poison ivy became poison ivy as a villain with powers and stuff like that but why was she so obsessed with these things in the first place and what sort of you know upbringing would sort of lead to that and i mean that's kind of interesting but i mean i don't want to see uh you know a 12-year-old red-headed girl on Gotham always walking around with a potted daisy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like the first episode was of, of 
Gotham was pretty hilarious. And you were saying that one was just like a sideshow, where it's just like oh. uh, behind this curtain we have someone who's probably the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, it's like each each scene somebody walks sauntered into it to talk to Jim Gordon, and it was like, here's a you know a redheaded child that's named Ivy, and it's in a room full of plants, and this guy's the Riddler, and he asks a riddle before he answers the question that you like he like. He, he asks your like, like you ask him a question and then he answers it with a riddle. <laughs> this guy's smiling a little too much and is a little little hamming. Yeah, it was so. I mean, I was probably a villain. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was bad. It's, it's I mean that's kind of the joke with DC though, and it's kind of the way across the board where it's like. I've seen like these shows like Arrow or Flash or whatever when a character shows up and you're like, oh, my last name is Frost, and you're like, all right, I bet you're someone. <laughs> yeah, you can't just have that name. <laughs> and then, as a guy who watched all of uh, Gotham season one with all of its flaws, I mean, it had some good moments, mostly flaws, but a couple of good moments. Um, mm -hmm. Watching this season two trailer, it feels to me that they did listen to the complaints that the audience had about season one. And that is the cats on the internet were complaining, you know, stuff like, where are the villains? Like, where are they? I want to see the damn villains. And we're not getting them. I mean, we didn't really get enough masks like you do in uh... the opposite of what I want. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Well, if you're watching... you want to see what I mean, like if I want a Batman prequel, I want like the GCPD. I want a crime procedural that just happens to have other. Well, that's what the show like, is. References kind of drizzled in. That's what the show is, actually. It's very Law and Order-ish with... Uh... It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like fully a third of the show is given over to, here's the Penguin, look at how crazy he is. Yeah, that that I can't argue with. But if, if you were... At least that makes sense, because he's kind of an older character. But... Yeah, if you were saying you want the GCPD and kind of a Law and Order-y type procedural where they get a case and then try to solve it by the end of the episode, oh, Gotham is like that. It's not bad. I mean, it's probably not done the way you would have imagined it or as good as you would have imagined it. But... Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I'm making my ideal show, obviously that's a perfect show for me and probably not for everyone else. Yeah. So you want it to be like the actual GCPD uh, comic that was really good, Mike. Yeah, and there's plenty of other way room for references there. I mean, you can have like a young technology upstart and it be Lucius. You can have like a, in, like he's brokering some sort of tech company or like he's, you know, running Wayne Tech kind of behind the scenes. Um, but he's there, you know, wonderkind and he's like 23 years old or something silly. Uh, or you can have like, you know, wealthy doctor, socialite, uh, Victor Freeze. And his beautiful wife, who is totally going to be okay forever. <laughs> and, you know, you can you can sprinkle in characters like that to have it be kind of interesting, but not actually have them making plays. Because they don't do that yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I, I, I think that would be interesting to me. I don't know if it'd be interesting to anyone else. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it would certainly be interesting to me. I think a lot of Batman fans might be down for that it just seems like the biggest complaints that they had was for at least a season you know just yeah. to kind of like you know lean into it a little bit and then you know eventually obviously there's going to be a season ender and maybe that's when you have like oh man there's this you know sociopath who's kind of making a name for himself and you know his name's Cobblepot, but they call him the penguin and that's how you kind of you know this is the big new villain on town and we haven't seen him since the very first episode you know yeah to me, I feel like, because, like, like, 
you were talking about them sprinkling in the references, and in the first few episodes, they were obviously going buck oh, wild. Buck with, ass wild because you have yeah, to. <laughs> absolutely with the references. When they slowed it down and then they sprinkled them in nicely, because to me the best reference that they made was there's in like the second last episode of the season or the third last one of the last episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Gotham where Bruce confronts because Bruce is essentially this is his first mystery to solve as the world's greatest detective in this uh, show. Cause one of the things I thought that they did that they added to the mythos was pretty cool. Was that in this version, Thomas Wayne, like him getting gunned down in the alley is not as much a uh, random cr- act of criminal violence as it was an assassination because he was the right. philanthropist. And not knowing that is why I hated that crime alley scene so much because I'm like, that guy just set out to kill them and I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. And we, we don't know yet because that is the mystery of so, the show. So it turns out that there was a reason for that. And yeah. so I recanted, I, I softened a little bit on yeah, my criticism was... of that fucking awful scene. <laughs> oh yeah. It was not well done, but uh, yeah, they, so he was trying to solve the murder and or of his parents and he got you know a little bit into the case but he only scratched the surface and he thought mm-hmm. so he confronted one of the board members and they had some made-up board member be the guy and bruce confronts him in his office and the guy makes a move for him like he's about to kill him mm-hmm. even though it's like it's broad daylight in the middle of like yeah. it, it was like two it o'clock was in the like afternoon 11 year old kid <laughs> and it was an 11 year old kid in a giant building right so but like as he does uh, this other guy, you know, kind of enters the room and goes, oh, Mr. Bruce, or, you know, something like that. You got to come with me. And then the guy's like, you know, the, the two guys kind of stare each other down. And then the guy that helps Bruce get out, of the, get out of the room, they get on the elevator and then they head down to the basement. And on the way out, you know, or like, oh, we watch their elevator ride down. And the guy go, the guy basically gives him a cryptic clue on how he can help solve the, you know, his father's murder. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the door is open and the guy steps out and then uh, Bruce goes, what's your name? And the guy goes, Mr. Fox, Bruce Wayne or Mr. Wayne, Lucius Fox. And then it's like, oh, you know, like that was one yeah. of the ones that was one of the references that they got right. In oh, I see. Office. I see. Like they got, they got that one perfectly right. OK, fair enough. That one seems OK. Yeah, that like that one was was all right other than like. Jim and guy randomly knock Jim and Bullock randomly knocking on a door and then the room is filled with plants and I'm like that's my daughter Ivy and I'm just like oh yeah that's not even her name <laughs> no it's not uh, don't you know your own daughter's name alright one last thing from DC and then we'll uh, talk about what Marvel's got going on um, mm. Arrow season 4 if you'll remember spoiler alert again if you haven't seen uh, the end of Arrow season 3 uh, you'll remember that at the end we see Felicity and Stephen Amell drive off into the sunset mm-hmm. and Stephen Amell turns to her and says, you know, I'm happy. And they have their, their quantum of solace moment and they drive off into the sunset, <laughs> leaving uh, star city behind forever, forever. Rumor has it that they are driving out of star city and they are about to start their new life in Coast City. Okay. In season four, Miller. Mm-hmm. And there has been a little tease, and, and that, a little tease, and a few rumors getting circulated that in season four of the Arrow, we may see the Emerald team up 
as Green Lantern might be showing up in season four of Arrow. How does that grab you? That's interesting. Are we thinking this is our John Stewart Green Lantern? Well, that's my theory, or, or one of the one of the outside theories that I have for this show is that John Diggle is not actually John Diggle. He's John Stewart, and he will oh, be Green Lantern God. on the show. No. Okay. No, don't do that. <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> because let Digby dig. I like him enough. As it He's is. made up for the show, though, and he was a former. Uh, army major or sergeant or whatever so theoretically there could have been a moment where he would have had to change like something would have happened and he would have had to change his identity from john stewart to john diggle or whatever in an effort to protect his identity yeah i mean they would have to go super deep on that because like waller would have to be involved in that right absolutely she would like uh, i don't know i'm torn on that one because because it's it seems like something that like a all of her B Felicity would have dug up on him by now. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, I'm just saying it could be done. This is this is not a, an internet theory. This is this is a complete Matt Pierce pure, theory. Pure fan theory. This is pure pure Matt Pierce fan theory that that could be a thing. Now the rest of the stuff about the Green I don't Lantern. Like it. it makes the world seem too small. <laughs> yeah, the Green Lantern uh, tease is true. They've already said that they're. Um, actually driving into coast city and we had the references of ferris air lines and they talked about a pilot missing on the flash right so yep true that would uh lead us to believe that i mean i just i would like to see a live action green lantern that isn't a complete disgrace to that character yep and i would like to see a green lantern that's not hal jordan <laughs> yeah but i mean with the pilot thing they, yeah, they may have boxed themselves because i had the theory of if you're going to do it in the CW Arrowverse, do Kyle Rayner. That was my thought, yeah. Yeah. like, like that's, that's an easy choice to make. And... Especially for that show, because Kyle Rayner's like a young artist. So then you just get a nice, another young pretty boy with washboard abs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Put him in a Green Lantern the, suit. And he does the vertical whatever the hell thing that is, salmon jump. The whatever. salmon ladder. <laughs> because goddamn everyone does but it. But he creates maybe... the salmon ladder with his mind in the ring and does it like that. <laughs> And then maybe Felicity dates them for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <Some> classic tropes. <laughs> oh man! Tell, well, speaking of tropes, I mean, we we can come back to Green Lantern on on season four of Arrow if you want. But like speaking of tropes, oh, that's already... more of a Thea romance interest. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh... Actually, I would with like new, that with, Kyle with our new Red Arrow. That'd be pretty good, Kyle Rayner and Speedy. There you go. There's a fan fiction for somebody oh sure yeah somebody <laughs> uh, yeah but i mean i guess they they sort of boxed themselves in with the uh i mean it was a throwaway line so you don't necessarily have to follow it like it's gospel but, <laughs> but yeah here we are yeah <laughs> Down I, the rabbit hole <laughs> exactly because like there was the line in flash where where he was talking to captain cold and, and he goes why are we here at this abandoned test facility and then Grant Gustin goes, ah, you know, they had to abandon it when some pilot went missing, which presumably would be the mm -hmm. Hal Jordan Green Lantern. But right. if, if we're not getting... So you're thinking he went missing, and now suddenly he's back. No one knows where he's been. Turns out he's been in space for six months. Exactly, and he's a fully trained Green Lantern, and we don't have to go through any sort of training montage of him learning how to... Yeah, I don't know. That that seems like it would quickly become a season of Green Lantern featuring the Arrow. <laughs> you it know could. what I mean? 
Yeah, like because like, then there's like that lead, that lays the path for all sorts of like oh now Sinestro's coming or you know hey it's my buddy Kilowog or well I don't think they'd have to go all that my far. alien buddies I don't think they'd have to go that far but they could they could just easily have because like they could make up some guy having you know meta powers because they did establish that people are creating metas in this universe so then all sure, you have to do but... is pull as someone out of the pool of the DC universe and then have them be tough enough that you need both the Green Lantern and the Green Arrow, right? And then just do that for, like, three, four episodes, and then mm-hmm. they got us. And then at the end of it, have uh, Stephen Mel say something like, we gotta get back, you know, they need us back in Star City or something, and then you get to see the Emerald Knights do, like, the high five. Oh, I'm telling you, I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the different Green Lanterns, but, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but it always seemed to me like Kyle Rayner's a bit more grounded. Yeah, like Rainer, he's, he's, he's an Earth buddy. Yeah, he definitely is. Rainer is... Hal Jordan tends to go out to the stars a lot more. Same with Jon Stewart. Rainer... I don't know. It depends on who's telling the story. Because a lot of them... Because there's ones where they're all lanterns at the same time. And then... They, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then so it's like, oh, you know, Kyle Rainer's the one who was on Earth. And meanwhile, you know, Hal Jordan's like Earth's ambassador to... Yeah. I mean, they're all space police, right? So they all yeah. spend time yeah. in space. But I, I would just, like, Rainer would be, because Rainer's my favorite Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and he would fit so nicely into this. Like I said, you just get some, you just find some pretty boy with washboard abs. See, and, and to me, because the Green Lantern is effectively, like, by nature, a space cop, it just doesn't seem like it fits in this universe that they're building. Like, it, it seems like if you were to drop Thor into season two of Daredevil, like it just doesn't work. <laughs> no, but we they're, they're, they're in the it. same, they're in the same universe, but like, eh. <laughs> no, but we would all love it. Um, well, you mentioned tropes earlier with this arrow show and apparently they're doing when they get to coast city, uh, Felicity is going to be taking a new tech job. And yep. she's going to. Yeah, be you mentioned running. that. I'm like, oh, good. So who's this guy going to be? Yeah, a, this, this alleged, is the steel that we've been looking for. Allegedly, she's taken a new tech job with some company somewhere, and for the third time—is it the third time or the second time? Uh, but essentially, she's going to run into some young up-and-coming engineer, computer scientist type guy, and it's going to be Michael Holt, and he's going to be eventually design uh, his trademark three floating uh, balls and stuff that, you know, the sentient computers that help him fight crime, and we're going to see some Mr. Terrific in season four of uh-huh. Arrow. What do you think about that? Uh... <laughs> Stop having Felicity fall in love with superheroes, please. Well, I don't think I don't think <laughs> she's gonna be falling in love with superheroes, but at this point, this will be the third one that she's worked for, and potentially yeah. the uh, fourth one that she's fallen in love with. If that's the way it goes, if potentially, way- potentially, yeah. I'm saying that, but I mean, like, I'm not saying that's the way it's gonna go, but it's, I mean. Yeah, if it does this go... This is then... the show that they're writing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be season three all over again, where it's the will-they-won't-they they between Ollie and Felicity, while she instead says no-won't-they, and then goes and runs off with, you know, Ray Palmer or Barry Allen or whoever the new guy of the week is this season. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the thing. Like, I, I'm assuming. That I don't they'll... think so either, and I certainly hope not. Yeah, I'm assuming. I don't know whether or not they're. going I don't to think use... they can do that again without. <laughs> yeah, without setting even... some sort of riot. <laughs> without a lot of people, you know, doing an eye roll. But I mean, they're doing. Um, I mean, if, if they do it, I'm okay. I'm, I'm like, because I love Mister Terrific. I think he's awesome. I've always liked that character. I've always thought that character had a really cool look. I always liked the idea of the. Uh, the the three robots that fight like having three mini wallies basically that help you fight crime. I've always thought that that was pretty cool, and I always liked that he was like the underrated guy because they in the Justice League whenever John Johns couldn't run the Watchtower, it was always Mister Terrific. Yeah, he's always second in command. <laughs> yeah, because Mister Terrific is like I believe in the DC universe, he's supposed to be like the fourth smartest guy in planet Earth or Earth. Yeah, Earth. And like he's only behind like the likes of Luthor and Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. Right. But he's up there is the point. And he's always awesome. Just, I, I agree. I completely agree. If I, I don't know how they would write it, but I hope they're writing it a little better than Felicity just bumps into somebody new. And now they're also fighting crime. I, I hope they write it a little bit better than that. That's <laughs> me too. But it's, I mean, it sounds like that's the way it's going to go. If it is, um, um, that, that's my best guess. <laughs> if it is, I won't love it, but I'll, I'm certainly going to make fun of it. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll make fun of it, but I will also... Uh, I'm not going to stop watching for yeah, that reason. I will also <laughs> tolerate it at the same time. <laughs> like, anything to get more more arrow. Um, so I think that's it for DC. Unless, uh, can you think of anything that I forgot, or... I don't think so. In fact, there were a few things that you reminded me of that existed. Oh, yeah. All so. right, well, let's move on to what Marvel's going on. Uh, a couple announcements for the Luke Cage series. Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson's back. She's going to be playing the night nurse, Claire Temple. Uh, oh, absolutely. Just anything we can do to get more Rosario Dawson. Especially. I was going to say, I don't know who that is, but Rosario. Yeah. Well, she was like, because the Defenders essentially, because it looks like they might do the Heroes for Hire thing because they have added, uh, I don't know this woman's name and I don't know, I don't recognize her for anything, but she's going to be playing Misty Knight who is one of the heroes for hire in this particular series, like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Misty Knight, and the Night Nurse all run this thing called the Heroes for Hire because they're all on the ground level, right? Right. And they end up just fighting mobsters, whatever they can get their hands because none of them really have superpowers. I mean, Iron Fist has superpowers, but not superpowers where it's like, I can fight Galactus and stuff like that. Right? See, calling back to what we were saying before about you won't suddenly see Thor in this series, in this sort of crossover event. In the Netflix. Post. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't think Spider-Man would be at a place. <laughs> no, he would not. But uh, I mean, a little bit, but I'm not sure if a middle ground. I'm not, not sure done. what they've officially said that they're going to... Uh, if Spider-Man's officially available for anything or if he's just available for like the movies. I'm not sure because there was a whole contract that they had to sign with that whole thing. Oh, right. That's that's a fair point. And it was like an incredibly racist contract too because we all know the internet wants Miles Morales Spider-Man because we're sick of wimpy Peter Parker Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, and I want to say allegedly, when they signed the contract, one of the rules that they had that, that Sony had when they passed over the rights. And again, I'm going to say allegedly, but allegedly one of the rules was that Spider-Man had to maintain being a white guy. 
when they passed over the the rights. So not even specifically Peter Parker, just a white guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Peter Parker was one of the rules. One of the rules was a he had to be Peter Parker. Yep. And one of the other ones was he had to be played by a white guy. Hmm. Like, yeah. Let's let's ta- let's say allegedly again. Just <laughs> gonna say allegedly. But like, that was... this is borderline slander, sir. <laughs> it is. I didn't make that up though. Like that. No one. Yep. This is the, I am not the first one that said that it's been all over the internet for a while. This is the rumor and it is alleged. alleged. (laughs) Although it would make sense not, if that were true, it would make sense not necessarily on a, uh, on a bigoted level, but like, like, cause obviously it doesn't make sense on, on a racist level, nothing does. Mm -hmm. But, um, for them, it would be like. Like if they're a bunch of suits in a room and they all happen to be a bunch of white guy suits, they might be saying we have to tell them that it has to be like a white guy Spider-Man. Otherwise, we could potentially lose the rights to like the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, I and then see, we would only own Peter Parker and then they would own Miles Morales and they could have their Spider-Man flying around just as long as he wasn't Peter Parker. Right. So <laughs> it might be kind of a legal thing for for character name references. But back to Luke Cage, Misty Knight. The Foxy Brown of the Marvel Universe is going to be in the Luke Cage series. I'm pretty excited for that. It's Foxy Brown with a bionic arm. Yeah, if you've never... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I have no reaction to this news at all because I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, it's just, like if I tell you Misty Knight is Foxy Brown with a bionic arm, do you need to know anything else to be interested in? I suppose not, no. I mean... <laughs> exactly. Just... Oh, okay. She, I, I raised just... one of my eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. The thing Ooh. is, I don't know if they'll do it, because a lot of the stuff is crazy. Like the, like my favorite Luke Cage outfit is probably the most, uh, is, like I love it, but it's probably the most racially insensitive of the outfits. Because it's essentially Luke Cage, giant afro, tied off like, uh, uh, what's his face in, uh, gi- giant afro tied off with the, with the, with the headband, like uh, afro, samurai. afro samurai or even further back in uh, Enter the Dragon. Mm, okay and then he he just has like the blue the blue pants with the chain belt and the yellow v-neck t-shirt that's right yeah yeah v-neck shirt that goes right down to the chest and and, oh my god like it's it's so awesome but it's it's (laughs) not from this decade (laughs) not from this decade so i don't know if they'll do it so or or how they'll they'll have some reference to it i would imagine because i mean they 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 It'd be real easy, man. You just show him being like, oh, you know, I need to get a costume together or whatever. And he goes into his closet. He's yeah. like, ah. like, He was like a bouncer at a nightclub. And then that was the uniform that they had to wear at the nightclub or something like that. Right? You just have to have that as like, you know, maybe I'll wear this. No, I'm not going to wear this. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy talk. And like then, that scene in the Hulk where <laughs> Norton almost bought purple sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Just, yeah. Some, some kind of reference like that. The, uh, Misty Knight character, though, is obviously that, that's Marvel's version of uh, the old uh, Pam Greer, Foxy Brown, where she's the uh, mm-hmm. she's the the, the wise cracking black detective, like black female black detective with the afro. But I mean, it, I'm all sass for days. Yeah, a lot, lot of sass, but like she's so awesome. I love Misty Knight. Takes no shit, and she's got a bionic arm for God's sake. And then a lot of the versions. I don't know if they'd ever be able to tie it into the movies or anything, but a lot of versions, they, uh, Tony Stark builds. I was going to say, is it Stark tech? <laughs> yeah, Stark tech is, is what builds her bionic arm. But mm-hmm. uh, her and Iron Fist, uh, her and Luke Cage and her and Iron Fist get involved in the comics and stuff. So that, you know, gives them room to maneuver there. 
mm-hmm. uh, when they eventually get to the Iron Fist, and they can do the Heroes for Hire slash Defenders stuff. So tons of ways to go. I'm glad to hear the Misty Knight, and I hope that they put her in the Afro. I just, or if they have some sort of thing where she has her like secret identity, and then like her hair is down when she's doing her day to day job, <laughs> and then she somehow throws it up in an Afro. Yeah, throws it up in an Afro when she's got to go fight crime. Ah, oh, that'd be so awesome. Go ahead, just please go ahead and do that. Put Misty Knight in the secret Afro. hair powers. It's the but it's the Foxy Brown. You got to give her the Foxy Brown Afro. It's it's got a bionic afro. <laughs> Damn sexy. <laughs> uh, I think that's enough for... <laughs> yeah, I got nothing else to say. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. We haven't really heard anything much. Jessica Jones is supposed to be coming up soon, but we haven't. We don't have a lot of rumors coming up for that one. Uh, next up, the Civil War teaser. Mm-hmm. The, the 12-second long Civil War teaser. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to have a lot to discuss here. <laughs> leaked on the internet. Well, there's a couple things I can, I can get on, but... Um, if you haven't seen the teaser already, it leaked. It's one of those handicam versions. It's on YouTube. It's only about 12 seconds long, so I can describe it. Essentially, it goes, it flashes the Marvel logo, and then it shows Chris Evans standing there as Captain America, and then it shows a helicopter flying over top of him for some reason, mm-hmm. and then he looks to the right, and Crossbones is there, yep. and Crossbones has the you know the full-on face makeup of crossbones and he's you know clad in all sorts of yeah body armor armor and military-esque gear and he's holding a giant gun and he's walking towards captain america like they're gonna throw down and then it just goes civil war (laughs) and that's the entire thing and 12 seconds was all you needed to start me drooling um what did you think (laughs) i watched it and i thought that my video cut out (laughs) I'm like, really? That's it? I'm like, I, I, yes, I knew that. <laughs> Captain America's in it, and here's this guy who I've seen in, like, the, oh, here's Crossbones on set, and here's what he looks like. Like, yes, I knew all of those things already. I didn't know that there'd be a helicopter in the movie, but I probably could have guessed. Yeah. So that's new. Which is weird. <laughs> they, they essentially had a 15-second trailer, and yeah. they wasted... Here's four seconds of a helicopter. Four seconds of a helicopter. That's a third of it. Yeah, it's... Pretty hilarious. I, mean, I was one like, uh, you know, if you pause right here, you zoom in three times and hands, then you can see that Scarlett Johansson is flying this helicopter. Yeah, and like, oh, and and God bless the the people who stood in line for assume, or, uh, I'm assuming hours on end for whatever con that they showed that <laughs> in order to get in there and cell phone record the <laughs> seconds and put them up for us. Oh boy, we, we appreciate that. So keeping in the Civil War theme, mm-hmm. uh, they announced the teams for civil war right right can you believe um so here <laughs> with the one of the funnier things i've seen on tumblr in the last little while actually we can get to that no go ahead Jed. What, what well i mean we, we saw like the two teaser like the promo pics of the two teams um and we can describe what those are now but uh, what happened is uh, they, they basically have, like, you know, the Captain America team, and then it had a picture of J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. <laughs> he's, like, looking through he's like looking through some photos, so you presume that he's looking at this photo, and he's like, uh-huh, and then he, like, shows the Iron Man team photo, and he's like, uh-huh, and then after that it goes, give me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> That's Which I thought cool. was pretty funny. So these are the official teams with a couple of side players that I don't necessarily know if they're going to throw in a movie. Um, it looks like Thor and Hulk aren't going to have anything to do with this one. We know Thor is going to be yeah, doing his own thing in his Ragnarok movie, 
Sure, and Hulk kind of got in a jet and flew off to parts peaced, unknown. Yeah, pieced out at the end of Avengers 2. So, so which he, is fine. I mean, this isn't an Avengers movie. It's, yeah, and it's not... It just sort of almost is. Yeah, and it's not meant to... Uh, I mean, they always have to find ways. That's the one thing about the Avengers. They always have to find ways to have Thor and Hulk not there not when, there, yeah. when <laughs> shit goes down. Mm-hmm. And it's always dumb reasons like, what's Thor doing? Ah, taking a bath. Uh, that was one of someone's biggest criticisms about Iron Man 3 <laughs> where it's like, you know, here's this terrorist attacking the president and stuff like that. It's like, where's S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this? Why is yeah. Captain America Because <laughs> that was before Captain America 2, right? So S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, was, was still a thing? Yeah. yeah, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was still a thing and, like, you know, operating at their highest levels ever at that point. Um. Alright, so Iron Man's team, Black Widow, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Vision, and War Machine. Pretty, right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Captain America's team. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Eh. Mm-hmm. Falcon. Loves me some Anthony Mackie. Sure. Bucky. Yep. And, of course, everyone's favorite, Agent J. Agent J. Yeah, the stunned silence is you trying to figure out who Agent J is. Um, Agent J, contrary to popular from, from Men in Black. Yeah, con- <laughs> contrary Smith? to popular belief, Will Smith will not be dressed in a black suit fighting for Captain America. Although I'm sure he'd take him based on based on the makeup of these two teams. That's, that's the comic crossover I need. <laughs> yeah, the Agent J they're talking about is the secret. Remember in Captain America two when Captain America was like. Uh, Black Widow would be like, what about that girl who always does laundry in your building, That your neighbor that lives across the street? And then it was yeah, this yeah. girl who was always doing laundry, and then it turned out she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was wa- you know, who was watching Captain America, Nick Fury and whatnot. So apparently she's going to be in this movie, I guess. <laughs> For reasons not understood by me. Based on the makeup of these teams, the sports guy in me is putting I th- I like You'd have to put Iron Man's team at like a heavy favorite, right? Like they'd have to be like thirty to one. Sure, they got vision. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I mean, done. Yeah, and and they have. Is Scarlet Witch on any one of these teams? No, is that well? They haven't. They haven't officially given a Scarlet Witch designation. They haven't given a Spider Man designation, although. The rumors that are floating around the internet is the way Spider Man is going to get into this universe is tony stark is going to be building his web shooters for him yeah sure whatever you got to do like guys i mean yeah and a couple people on the internet have pointed out that if that's true then this would be the first thing that captain that robert downey jr builds that doesn't come to life and try to kill everybody well, yeah, it, I guess that's entire, fair. Well, like everything he's built in the in the MC universe, like and, and everything that Tony Stark has built has turned on him. Has turned on him, which I assume is the reason. Because like originally he was like, remember there was the line that uh, Jeff Daniels had where he's like, "We're war mongers, Tony. We build weapons of war and stuff, right?" Yeah, so Ironmongers, Iron Man one, Ironmongers, right? Yeah, and he's like. So he builds the Iron Man suit, which eventually, <laughs> I said Jeff Daniels earlier, I think. I meant Jeff Bridges. Jeez. You did, what a which movie. I tried to picture and was kind of a, what a movie <laughs> I thought that, that was pretty been. funny. <laughs> so anyway, Jeff Bridges so you know, took the sign, built it, and then fought him back. And then so did uh, Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. And then so did uh, everybody in Iron Man 3. And then Avengers 2 was him 
you know, trying to build the ultimate defensive system and, and came to life and nearly wiped out the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume that the fighting in this movie, that, that has to be what sparks the civil war in this one. Right. What's that? Is that Tony Stark is essentially the world's greatest, like the, the world's greatest terrorist. Cause everything he builds. Oh yeah. Uh, like, well, and that's like, just like basically, it. if if Tony, if Tony Stark wanted to make the world a perfect place, he would just stop building things instead of trying to design like vision and the perfect, you know, like world defense system. Well, and he just kind of gets carried away and does stuff too. And like the last two Avengers have been him and Steve arguing about whether or not he should do the crazy thing that he's about to do. Because like here's where because you remember uh, what sparks the Civil War in the comic books, right? Nope. <laughs> No, well, what sparks this? Oh, well, wow, it's uh, some sort of registration. The registration. Tony Stark wants everybody to come clean and reveal their secret identities so that mm-hmm. they can. Uh, I was on Iron Man's side in this one, by the way. Uh, he wanted them all to reveal their identities so that they could become a legitimate police force and align with the government and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Cap disagreed because he's like, we got to protect our enemies because the mask is so that, you know, our, our guy, our. You know, our our villains won't be like, oh, that's where he lives? And then just go and blow up where, you know, your wife or your kids or any loved one you would happen to have. The first act of Iron Man 3. (laughs) So here's where that falls apart for this movie. Hawkeye, Falcon, Bucky, Mm -hmm. Black Widow, War Machine, Captain America, Tony Stark, none of them masks or secret identities and if they shoehorn spider-man into this and black panther okay Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you only have two right yeah and i mean like on the other hand it's super easy for vision to say yeah i don't i I definitely will reveal my secret vision is a surprise i don't have one exactly right like none of (laughs) just am vision nobody has secret and like there's other people on the internet who who pointed this out i want to i don't want to act like i'm the guy who came up with this theory. I'm just, I, I noticed that too. And other people on the net were like, so I don't know. What, what do you think the reason for the, the, the civil war would actually be in this movie? Cause there, there can't be any registration. It can't just be like, if you shoehorn Spider-Man in, you can't just have, what if Spider-Man <laughs> is the only guy with a secret uh, identity, right? I mean, my, unless, my unless best guess on, is, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, unless you're planning on pulling Charlie Cox in and Daredevil is in the Civil War movie and stuff too all of a sudden. That'd be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know if that's... I doubt that's the case, but... I still want that to happen. Oh, sure. I'm, I, it would be cool. It'd be a <laughs> down, opportunity. But... I feel like it'd be a wasted opportunity if they didn't, quite frankly. Yeah. Um. My best guess is that they're going to kind of continue on the sort of theme that they've had for the last couple movies together, Cap and Iron Man, where... Now that they know that the Infinity Gems are a thing and they're going to have sort of different methods for how they want to deal with that and, you know, whether or not we should be using these or we should be not using them and whether we should be looking for more or stopping the people who we know have them or what, like, they have different ideas on this and it basically just comes to blows because they've been arguing about different methods and different ideologies for, like, three movies now. That's yeah. my best guess because that also kind of then leads into the Infinity Wars. Yeah, which which is the perfect way to do it. So they're actually changing the reason for the Civil War, which 
makes sense. There's, there's not going to be any registration in this to one. To add in like a registration thing now it just messes up this already kind of convoluted storyline that they're working on. And nobody has secret identities. Like, I mean, uh, Scott right. or like like Paul Rudd's going to be in this as Scott Lang, and yeah. his identity is not secret because everybody you know, kind of knows it. And they know that uh, Hank Pym used to be Ant-Man and stuff like that. I assume going through old shield records, they would have, you know, figured that out. Well, so, they, they, shield knows. Yeah, yeah. Shield would know. And by proxy, everybody in the civil war would know, but like to the rest of the world, Ant-Man has a secret identity, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, we're not going to be going to war over Ant-Man's secret. Well, identity. yeah. I mean, there was that scene in, um, in Ant-Man where, you know, he kind of showed up on the roof and surprised the hell out of Anthony Mackie. But, I mean, I'm sure after that scene, Anthony Mackie went and, you know, did a quick Google search and figured out who Ant-Man was. Exactly, right? <laughs> you know? And he said he knew a guy, right? So, yeah, exactly. So uh, clearly they've worked this out. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, clearly they're not going to do the registration stuff for the yeah. civil And, I mean, for the most part, everyone knows who everyone is in that universe anyway. I mean, yeah. like, my first thought is, and without even knowing a whole lot about it, at the end of the very first Iron Man, when Tony stands up in front of the news and says, I am Iron Man, I'm like, oh, they're doing a, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're doing a Civil War thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it'd be fine, because to me, it feels like the Coles Notes version of... Uh, uh, of how this is going to go is essentially like Cap, like Captain America and Iron Man are going to be in a, in a room like Tony Stark and Steve Rogers will be in a room and Tony, you know, they'll probably be discussing the infinity gems and Tony will say something like, you know, Hey, we got to do this in order, you know, I can, I can take these gems and I can use them to build this thing. And then we can track down the other ones and we'll say, and then Captain America goes, Hey, Hey, hold on. Every time you build something, it nearly destroys us. And you probably shouldn't do that. And I disagree with your methods. And then Tony Stark will essentially just go, Hey, fuck you, buddy. And then (laughs) cool story. I'm already doing it. (laughs) And then the civil war will commence. And Uh, it'll be a classic Watchmen moment where Steve will be like, Hey, Tony, don't do this. He's like, what do you mean? Don't do it. I already did it 35 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Black Widow being on Iron Man's side is pretty much the only, uh, if that is true. I mean, it's, it's, I kind of like that. And like, I like, Black Widow not being on either Steve or uh, Clint's side. <laughs> yeah, that's the that that'll be the big one because that'll be the big. Uh, that I mean, because maybe Scarlett Johansson because uh, Avengers Age of Two uh, Age of Ultron should have essentially been called, you know, Age of Hawkeye, right? And well, fair enough, but I mean, all maybe the they, been like well, because like maybe because the character that Black Widow's closest to in this universe are Hawkeye. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Captain America, and she's not going to be fighting on their side. So you would assume that Scarlett Johansson is going to get a couple of scenes where she gets to cut it loose, where she's fighting with, uh, where she's arguing with uh, Chris Evans and, uh, what's his name, who plays Hawkeye? Uh, uh, Jeremy Renner. That's it. So, like, I, I perhaps, you know, Captain America Civil War is actually Captain America Black Widow. Well, and I'm actually hoping I wanted to bring this up too, because I mean, they're kind of because of the amount of masks, the amount of capes in this um, in this movie. Like, it's very easy to kind of brand it as an Avengers movie. Um, I'm really interested to see how they make it a Captain America movie by having us see most of it from his, his perspective, maybe not having Tony in every single scene that he is like, he kind of runs the show as far as like, especially the first Avengers movie, which might as well have been called Tony Stark and his five buddies. 
Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm kind of having, I wanted to show Steve as the one who we are following because it's a Captain America movie and maybe we sympathize with him more than we do Tony and maybe Tony is acting more like a loose cannon and we don't get a whole lot of insight into what his thinking is because he's not on screen as often, like that sort of thing. Like, I don't want it to be... I don't want them to have equal amounts of screen time. I want this to be kind of a one-sided conversation. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, Crossbones will be there. Oh, sure. <laughs> of course. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it'd be very easy, because people love them, to make this an Iron Man movie. And it, it it's not. It's not even an Avengers movie. It's a Captain America movie. And yeah. I, I think it'll be, I want them to stick to that by making it seem, I want them to vilify Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, it would certainly seem, because like, that was the big thing about they did in the Civil War was you could actually choose a side based on your actual ideologies, much like in real life in, in terms of, you know, when you vote or like how, how you vote or how you how well and then comics with an ongoing thing. series you can definitely give a lot more exposure to where you know in this issue this guy will have his say and you're like okay well you know cap's got some good points but the next one you'd be like well you know tony kind of does too yeah. like i mean it, it, there's enough there that you can really get into it whereas with this i think that the civil war for the most part is going to be wrapped up in this movie and i mean not completely but like as far as all the action goes, you know? Yeah, I, I think... Right, and, you know, Not honestly, that I think that Cap and Iron Man are ever going to be best buddies again, but... It seems like the, like this one might not even have a lot of Civil War-type stuff in it. Like, I don't I don't foresee a big I'm actually, fight scene with, all, with the five on each side charging towards each, towards each other and then running into each other head first and then yeah 20 minute fights do you see that happening in this movie i here's the thing and this is why i'm interested in this movie i don't know like i have no idea what this movie is actually going to end up looking like and that's interesting to me i agree as, as as much as there's been a lot of you know teasers and promos with you know and like shots and tweets and stuff from the set and like you know here's this guy in costume here's this guy in costume like i couldn't tell you what the plot of this movie is going to be and what it's going to mean for the rest of the the MCU? No, I'm really just, interested in it. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. It's just when, when you realize that none of these guys wear masks, so they won't be doing the registration thing. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. And I'm super gratified that um, my favorite movies of this universe have generally been the Captain America ones. <laughs> yeah, first one's a little slow, but my God, that second one, the, like Captain. The America. second one's incredible. The first one, I love. I really like this cinematography in it like i understand where it's not for everyone but tommy lee jones kills it never seen that he's in mm-hmm. Haley atwell kills it never seen that she's in like it, it's, we just it's didn't a get a good red skull that's all we just I, we just didn't get no and ultimately i didn't care i wanted i wanted it to be captain versus the war and it was and to have it go against the super kind of towards the end was just a uh, cherry on top for me well, it's just to be fantastic to me that movie falls apart in the middle because like like you said when it goes into montage mode (laughs) yeah when it goes into the montage mode of the the star-spangled man with the plan thing that was i don't mean i don't know i mean i guess it was i thought that was cute i I mean the second montage where it's like you know here's the map and we're showing all these scenes of you know the howling commandos and uh yeah and them being able to take down cap like you know taking down hydra base after hydra base yeah i probably didn't need two montage i'm just saying I, i wonder if the movie would have felt better with less 
musical montage like with no captain america musical montage and a little more red skull i just wonder if that if that would have improved that movie or if it would have kind of messed up the i don't know see that's the the vibe that i did like about that movie is i didn't need there to be a a named villain um i like that it very much felt like a period piece from the world war where everything had this sort of propaganda feel to it and had those USO shows, and like it, it felt like something that you could potentially be watching at the time, but with this sort of supernatural edge to it, which was interesting. Yeah, because I just to it me, felt like a period piece, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it absolutely did. To me, I would have rather seen because, uh, like, the Red Skull to me, because you've heard me complain about this on the on the podcast before. Is we know that Marvel just doesn't have great villains. To me, Red Skull is one of those guys who has the potential to be one of those great villains because he's great in the comic books and he's a Nazi. So he's just naturally hateable. and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, he's not, he, you're not supposed to sympathize with him at any point. Exactly. So he <laughs> just gets to be evil bad guy who, you know, schemes and kind of looks cool with his actual red skull and stuff. Which is actually one of the things that I didn't like about the Ant-Man movie because they also made that guy like a reprehensible asshole <laughs> who like kills somebody in the cartoonishly super he's in, and then also several sheep. Yeah, he was cartoonishly over-the-top supervillain in that one. The only way he, they could have made him more evil is if they weren't sheep, but they were like puppies. Like yeah. a literal kick-the-dog moment. But they were they essentially acted as puppies, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> Cartoon <laughs> supervillain. Um, the Cubs need one more win to hit the... Oh, no, wait, that's the other side. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, hey. <laughs> Jesus, my heart stopped for a second. Uh, I just thought I'd throw that in there with you. But seriously, I, the Cubs are going to do fine. Um, good on them. I am really close to winning. And I'm not just talking about money, Miller. I'm talking about a shitload of money. And the only thing that stands between me are the White Sox. So don't you do it, White Sox. What a way to go out. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Thanks for alienating our audience. (laughs) No, it's the crossover podcast. Yeah, I don't know that everyone listens to both sides. Ah, What are you going to do? I like to give them a little taste. But uh, I feel like that was a good way to go out. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Or just before we go out? I think I'm good, man. All right. Um, let me ask you this before we go. Mm. We always like every time there's a... Uh, like this is obviously... I'm getting way ahead of myself here. But just preliminary things. We always like to do a commentary track on something right before... The sequel or the remake comes the out. The sequel or the remake comes out. For this particular Civil War... Mm-hmm. Movie, would you like to do? Oh, Captain Uh-oh. America, one or two? Would you, or would you like to go back and do the really bad '90s Captain America? Well, see, that's what I was saying. Uh oh, <laughs> I would gladly do one or two. I actually haven't seen two a second time. I only saw them in theaters. Um, so actually, there's a lot of uh, like Phase Two Marvel that I would like to go back and watch again. I mean, we got plenty of time to decide, but would you be opposed to doing the... Uh, I think that if we do one of them as a commentary, we should do Captain America 1, because I feel like there are some parts of it that I really like, and uh, it sounds like there's some parts of it that you really don't like, so it'd be some interesting commentary. All right. I'm sure we can get Robin for Because, I mean, like... Because, I mean, like, if we watched uh, Captain America 2, I think the entire thing would be us just... I wouldn't talk. I just watch it. Yeah, it, it might be a circle jerk the entire time of us just going, "Oh, this scene's really good. Oh, this is really good. 
oh, this is actually kind of dumb. What are they plugging a USB into an old Betamax? Like, like yeah. Uh, the, the, the one thing that, that the only thing I could bring to the show if we did uh, Captain America 2 is I'd just be making uh, Metal Gear Solid quotes the whole time. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I think that's a good way to go out. Uh, so that gets <laughs> us caught up on all the comic book uh, stuff we've missed over the last couple of weeks. Sure. Um, I, actually, I have a quick question for you. Right if you want to do, do like a three-minute conversation here. Absolutely. Um, I, I have no real opinion on it, so I just want your side of it. Um, Punisher in season two of Daredevil. Thoughts? Oh, that's right. We haven't talked about that yet. I'm absolutely fine with it. Like, I, I, I've never been a big Punisher guy. I mean, I, I don't know. That's really where I am, where I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to see him? He's. I think this gives a good chance, because the Punisher is stuck in the 90s. Mm-hmm. The character of the Punisher is stuck in the 90s. I think this is a good chance to pull him into 2015, because he's very much the Punisher in the comics that everybody kind of likes. is very much stuck in the Snake Plissken yeah. anti-hero 90s thing where it's like i just kill people and light cigarettes that's a good way of putting it i never thought of that yeah and like taking him he's just he's he's stuck in that night and snake bliskin's awesome sure you know except when he surfed and escaped from la but well yeah i mean (laughs) that's a whole other thing kurt russell to death that was what you're saying and the guy that they got to play him uh i can't remember his name but he was shane in the walking dead and i mean he was good in that i mean i hate that show but yeah uh, I mean, he he's got the look, and I think he I think he's he could easily pull off the Punisher. So I I think it'll be a lot of fun. Plus, we'll get to see more Marvel guys fighting each other. I would assume, right? Because true, true. Although Daredevil enjoys killing in this series, so maybe they team know. up and they just killing monsters. Who knows? I, I the more I think about, it, the more I didn't like the uh, costume he had in the season finale. Ah, you're. Well, it just it made no sense that they put horns on it. That's the only thing I had. That's... Well, other than the the only reason it made sense is both because they were calling him the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, and That's he just true. wanted to lean into that, I guess. But yeah, ah, oh, so yeah. I don't know. So it's like, yeah, I want to see more of that show, but a, I'm not sure about Punisher. But like you said, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, and B, eh, not so huge on that costume. I kind of the... liked him just in black scrubs. Well, the Punisher shot Daredevil in the comics. So okay. maybe they go that route. Then he actually gut shoots them too. So it, was, wow. it, would, it would certainly keep in theme with uh, uh, the, the the daredevil. I was getting the shit beat out of him. That shoots him in the exact spot that was his face, hit him with that big hook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kunai and chain. Oh, like, oh, that just healed. Oh, okay. what a great! I can't wait for that daredevil. See, of all the things in the MCU, that's the thing I, I've honestly looked. I'm the most for like I've anticipated the most this season two of, of Daredevil. Oh sure, yeah, no, and uh, you know, much like Cap two, I mean, I watched that first season was like drooling, <laughs> like oh, it's too good. Yeah, oh man. Uh, anyway, I think that's a good way to go out. I don't know. Uh, we'll probably have to wait a couple of weeks before we do more comic book stuff. Let uh, a few of the stories build up. I know we'll, we'll we'll probably start getting more trailers, and of course, yeah. we're getting closer to the end of the year, which means we're going to be doing a lot of Star Wars stuff. Star Wars. Soon enough. Um, we're going to have plenty of so sports stuff. Commentary. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have uh, plenty of stuff to tide us over because football starts this week. So 
Uh, we'll be doing a weekly football thing if if you're interested in that sort of <laughs> yep. stuff as well. Summer break is over. I yeah. don't need to be on every week anymore. <laughs> That's Probably true. Do an episode Although you might, because like I said, we're coming up on on Star Wars stuff and Arrow and those all all those shows. Sure, yeah, all those fall things. We're going to be watching the first episode of all of our CW so, series. <laughs> so no short of topics in the upcoming. Uh, no, no, not at all. Oh God, it's gonna be so good. Uh, so yeah, you'll see the the crossover podcast maybe going once, twice a week as over the next uh, coming bit. This will be uh, the first ever two week pod that we've ever actually. That's probably not even true, but <laughs> one of the one of the first ones where it was purposely done that way, I guess, or purposely supposed to be done that way. Uh, uh, a little teaser for your listeners as well. Um, the website is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's right. We got the, we're we going to be getting on iTunes soon, hopefully, and we'll be starting our own website where you can just uh, find the pod easily enough and not just yep. have to we'll be podcasting like real boys. Yeah, but uh, we're not, we're not going to put a hard date on that. <laughs> yeah. That but we'll certainly keep you updated you can follow me on twitter at empire six again if you want any kind of updates or if you just want to hear me uh talking about sports and comics much like i do on this uh kevin miller thanks again for coming out buddy this was great Uh, no problem you can currently follow me nowhere but i am on this month's hi 101 again it's my friend's uh history podcast that i've mentioned before we're talking about uh the atten heresy ancient egyptian stuff real interesting if you're into religion (laughs) i'm about halfway through that pod i listened to it today as a matter of fact you guys started talking about horus and i was like oh the owl guy (laughs) (laughs) the one with the owl head yeah the one with the owl head oh man that's great uh once again kevin miller thanks for stopping by Absolutely. Thank you. Take care.